Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hey guys, good evening to you, good afternoon to East Coast Canada, uh, very warm welcome to another, yeah, your hat's all right there Elizabeth, it looks good. Uh, trying to get it centered. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> very good evening to everybody, uh, welcome to another Red, White and Blue Jays Live. Uh, we're all slightly slightly distracted by what's happening in the political world, so uh, Daniel, do you want to just give us uh, any, any updates from the 1922 committee? Oh, um Boris Johnson, the party have voted that they have confidence in him so he can continue as prime minister for now. But he got more votes of no confidence than Theresa May did the last time there was one of these. And she was out of a job within three or four months, I think, afterwards. So he's won the vote. His party have backed him, but maybe not as much as he would have liked. Yeah. There you go. Well, they are. There's the, there's the political news of the day. And uh, we bring it to you live. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Anyway. That aside, uh, let's just go around and see how everybody's doing. Uh, Daniel, let's start with you as we were. How's your week been? How's your Jubilee celebrations? Oh, it's, it's been lovely. Just we've been on half term as well. So, you know, lots of trips to the zoos and uh, theatre and things like that. But yeah, watch the street party, watch the Queen have um, tea with Paddington and show that she keeps a marmalade sandwich in her bag at all times. She's a very sensible, <laughs> prudent thing. So it's been lovely. It's been a really nice atmosphere actually around here. It's been good fun. Very good. Did you have any street parties in your road at all? Were you involved in anything like that? No, no, but we, I mean, we did quite a bit at school. I should say there's a, if anyone follows me on Twitter and you haven't seen it, there's a lovely video of when I used head teacher magic um, to bring an ice cream van onto the playground from thin air for the children. There's 200 children just losing their minds at the thought of getting um, ice cream with a flake, which is a nice thing to see or lift the spirit. So we did a lot of school, but not so yeah. much around here. And I, I meant to, get ready and i i was going to do it last week and then i forgot to do it and then i've forgotten completely and you've just reminded me but you're going to have to paint a picture now in terms of your outfit that you wore on that your last day at school um just give us a little visual representation of oh so so traditional blue blue jays none of this red stuff traditional blue blue jays that were the union jack bow tie um and one of the children asked me if it was my podcast costume so uh, maybe that's something we should look into. But yeah, no, it was, you know, patriotic and supporting the Blue Jays at the same time. It was very, very impressive. I don't think I've ever seen that look anywhere before. And you never will again, Steve. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go to Mark. Mark, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Just uh, waiting for the ball game. I got my own ball game tonight, but it looks like it might be raining soon. Uh -huh. So. Maybe I'll just be sitting at home watching the Jays. Yeah. We'll what What's the record for your ball club at the moment? Where 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 are you doing? Or how are you doing? Three and one. Three and one. Very good. Three and one. Yeah. Very nice. Not bad. Nice. Lost to a tough team, a close game. So we're doing good. We're competitive. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and how many How many hits have you had so far? I don't know. I usually get two or three a game. Oh, two to three a game. I hit well. <laughs> Between I friends. Hit well. what? It's not real baseball. It's slow pitch. It's beer league. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> so, so is that all? Is that underarm pitching and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a and little easier to get a hit. Yeah. And are you playing with a larger ball? Yeah, yeah. It's and, like double the size almost. I think. Okay. And and the bat is is that aluminium or aluminium or yeah. however you say it? How do you, how do yeah. you guys Al say it? Aluminium. Aluminium. Ah, there you are, I see. Yeah, everybody's shaking their heads on the bottom of my screen. Um, <laughs> very good. Sarah shakes her head too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, so very good. Yeah, good stuff. Excellent. Dave, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Fighting off the man flu, but aside from that, we're all good. Very nice. Uh, any Jubilee shenanigans in your home? Uh, not really. We were at a wedding on Saturday night, so... That was kind of when some of the stuff was taking place, I guess. But um, we sort of watched the, or we watched most of the concert on the, the Sunday morning and stuff. Um, but nothing much apart from that. No, no, very good. Um, yeah, I've had a bit of a cold. Uh, it's gone now, but uh, yeah, so I can 
sympathize with your little bit of man flu there dave yeah yeah we'll yep yep we'll keep you keep you uh pepped up tonight and elizabeth how are you i'm good thanks steve how are you i'm doing well thank you very much yeah yeah that's very kind of you to ask um obviously big week in your week um a a an era came to an end <laughs> yes it did i uh I wrapped up my 50-50 selling career over the weekend with Jay's Care Foundation. After seven plus seasons, I unfortunately have some other stuff going on in my life right now that didn't allow me to continue for the rest of the season there. But um, there's still lots of great staff members down there doing the great work that Jay's Care does. And I know they're going to go on to sell a ton more tickets, raise just a ridiculous amount of money to help kids out and do all the great work that Jay's Care Foundation does. But if I sound a little, a little lower register today than I normally do, that's that's just my post fifty fifty voice. Ah. <laughs> that's that's the result of all of the fifty fifty tickets from oh, over wow. the week. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I, I mean, you've done amazing. Like just looking at your your tweet that you put out earlier in the week uh, of all the photos of you in various places, and you know, with your fifty fifty gear on. I mean, you clearly done. Uh, do you have any idea how many games you did over that period of time? I mean, hundreds, I would imagine. Yeah, I I have no idea. One thing I do wish that I had kept track of was how much money I had actually, how, how much money I had actually yeah. sold worth of tickets over the a season. Scary be- amount, I reckon. Yeah. A scary amount. But well, well done, you. I mean, that that's good for us because it means that we're more likely to get you because we've missed you on a couple of episodes just where you've had to be down at Roger Centre. So, uh, so big win for us. And uh, we look yeah. forward to hearing what you're going to get up to and, and how life's going to pan out for you uh, going forward. But uh, really, really well done. And, and of course, it means you don't have to wear a red T-shirt anymore, which after, you know, this weekend, maybe that's not a bad thing. Well, I actually think I look pretty good in red, but I mean... The red may look I'm, nice, but as the Blue Jays have proven, the red does not always bring results. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about the red in, in a bit, but let's before we depress ourselves too much, because we are half glass full people. We're not half glass empty. Uh, so I mean, really exciting eight win running streak, wasn't it? I mean, just I think all of us was. I just seem to be unbeatable at the moment, and. Obviously, it didn't quite happen over the weekend, but let's just just rewind a little bit back to the White Sox series, which was the the last one where they they tailed out that eight win series. Mark, I mean, what was the what was the mood in your camp as they were going through those game after game after game? And there's another one. And there's another one. Wow, they yeah, they were they played well. They've been playing great. Their pitching's been good. They, they're finally starting to hit, even though some of the stars haven't really come around as well as you'd hope. They're they're all at least contributing a little bit. Teoscar's coming around. Uh, Kirk is on fire. Jansen's hitting well. Everyone's everyone's kind of kind of doing their thing these days. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, it's been an exciting run, isn't it? I I as you say, everybody's been contributing to uh what's been a good turnout. Uh Daniel, what was your take on that that little um mini high in the season so far? Yeah, as, as Dave said, it's that anyone could get a hit that you felt confident when anyone came up that they, they were going to score. And all of a sudden, this runners in scoring position statistic that has been following us around and has been a sort of millstone around our neck goes because we suddenly started doing really well with runners in scoring positions and people were not necessarily trying to hit the ball out of the park, but were finding the spaces and making yep. sure that people could go around. And you just, we were in that position, I'd probably say it too often, where it doesn't matter if we're a couple down because we know that we're going to have whoever's coming up it's not like we need to get through seven, eight, and nine to get back to the top of the order because seven, mm. eight, and nine are almost as likely to make a contribution for us, which is absolutely fantastic. I mean, as an opposition, you know, it, when you know that whoever's coming up could score against you, that's a good place to be for us, isn't it? So I'm really pleased. Brilliant. Elizabeth, what's the mood been like at the centre through that run? Were you doing many games over that eight? eight-game winning streak. I know, uh, obviously, four of them, as we spoke last week, were over in Anaheim, and poor old Nick is, uh, we'll talk about Nick in a bit, um, not doing so well. But uh, what was what's the mood been down like in downtown Toronto? Yeah, so it's been really fun down there. I actually only did one game of the um, White Sox series, 
but it was just nice. Even, I mean, even the games where they didn't win, there was just, aside from yesterday, because yesterday just looked like little league out of the gate in the first inning, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, yeah, even, even the other games, it, it's just nice when you don't have that feeling where when you're down and it doesn't matter if the team's down early or maybe we're down by one or two runs, but it's later in the game. It didn't feel like they're completely out of it because I think it was earlier in the season where Daniel was mentioning that things weren't going so well. And as soon as you were down by just one run and, and the way that the Blue Jays were hitting, you just immediately felt like that was it. That's over. We've lost the game. We're not going to get it back because we're down at all. Mm, mm. So now that they're coming around again, even if the end result is not what we wanted and they don't end up winning, there's still that hope. Everybody's kind of holding on that. Like, yeah, we do have a chance to come back and win this. Like the Barrios start where he gave up that home run in the very first inning. And you start before yep. the Jets have even come to bat, they're down by two runs. But you're like, well, it's the first inning and it's just two runs and we're actually getting hits now. So we can come back and that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, it ended up being a problem, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think there's been, there's been, Early in the season, where they went, were going down. It's just like where where are the hits going to come from? Where are the runs going to come from? Or at least now it feels like we're starting to really turn a corner. And uh, yeah, we lost that last series, but I think the hope's there. Um, Dave, your your thoughts through the eight game winning streak uh, were, was champagne corks popping in your house uh, every morning as you woke. Yep. It was good, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't, I don't really have much more to add, to be honest. Of what people have said, like, yeah, I'd say though it, it doesn't feel like that would be our only eight-game winning streak. Like, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we go and start another one soon, you know. But as they're saying, they're all playing well. The pitching's been pretty good. A couple of wee blips here and there, but um, yeah, it's it's good fun. It's nice waking up in the morning, checking your phone, and getting a good positive start to the day. You know, you, obviously, with with times through the first couple of months, where us Brits would wake up, check our phone, and be like, oh. yeah, yeah. Do, do you not think, though, in the context of what where they've been, this? I think we were all anticipating at the beginning of the season that you know, the guys, what a what a hitting lineup. These guys are going to tear through every team that they meet. Then we had that really poor May period, and so I think for me that the whole context of winning eight games in a row on the back of where they'd been. That was the thing I think that not surprised me because I sort of anticipated they would do that at some point, but I think it really pleased me to see that it was then started. There was that momentum. And I think, you know, the LA angels series was really key in getting that ball rolling. Um, and, and, you know, there's some tight games and now suddenly everything's starting to click. I mean, I mean, do, do you feel, do you feel the team is, in percentage work time, um, uh, degrees, what, where do you think they are? Do you think do you, are we sort of seventy five percent, eighty percent at the moment? Where, 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 where do you think we are? Anyone, jump in. 90 percent. Okay, I think oh, our hitting could improve a little bit. Like yeah. Vladdy hasn't had Vladdy hasn't come around like he can. Uh, we have a few guys that probably Matt Chapman. I feel like he's a bit of a. He's not a great hitter, but I think he's a little better. He's coming around a little lately. But uh, and our pitching's been phenomenal. I think I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of these guys slow down just a bit. Like Gosman, he got hit around pretty good yesterday. Yeah, um, we're not going to see all-star performances by all like four of our pitchers every single game. So, but I think I think we're right about where at the beginning of the year. If you had to put today's date on the calendar and said mm. we're going to be 10 games above 500 with the schedule we've had and not even playing as well as we thought we would. I think we'd all be pretty happy. Mm. Yeah. I see, I see there's been a few references to where we were in comparison to the 2015 season. And I think we're ahead of where we were in 2015, but of course 2015 was full of massive trades, uh, which obviously carried us through. I'm not sure whether that's necessarily on the cards this time round. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm really feeling really positive about it. Uh, I, and I think the, the, the run that they had gave them that sense of belief. It felt like there was a bit of joy back in the team. Um, even, even Ramel Tapia was looking 
a little happier with a smile yeah. on his face and doing press-ups at the home plate. I mean, Elizabeth, you must have loved that moment. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was super fun to watch. Um, I I think it, it is good to see, you know, everybody kind of coming around. There are some players on the team. I mean, if sure, Bradley Zimmer is good defensively, but if I never have to see him take another at bat, <laughs> I'm going to cry a tear. And also, like, I know it's early to be making trades or signings or anything, but um, I know yesterday in the group chat, Mark was complaining about Charlie Montoyo going to uh, Jeremy Beasley in the game when he did. I absolutely was, yep. Yeah, which is totally fair. But then again, like my main complaint is the fact that Jeremy Beasley's on the team to begin with. I'm sure he is a delightful person and a wonderful <laughs> human being. Nothing against Jeremy Beasley as a person whatsoever. But like the the two phrases that strike the least amount of enthusiasm and and trust into the heart of any Blue Jays fan are probably Bradley Zimmer into pinch hit or Jeremy Beasley in from the bullpen? Well, in all honesty, I don't even know he was a J. I saw, I saw them yesterday and I was like, when did, he, when did he join us? <laughs> yeah. He's basically the Ryan Baraki placement. Replacement. Yeah. But that goes back to what you were saying earlier too, Elizabeth. Like, I felt like yesterday at 6-3, we, we, came, we were coming up with the top of the order in the seventh inning. Mm. And I thought, we're still in this game. But then, but then he, Charlie puts in Beasley, gives up a two-run home run. Now it's a five-run deficit, and we ended up scoring those three runs. Yeah. Right? If you throw somebody else in there and they close the door, we got a tie game yesterday. Yeah. Yep. So are you still feeling the same way about Charlie, Mark? Is, 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 is he still on his way out for you? Is that, is that? I love Charlie's personality. I like him as a person. So, I am not on board with his decision making. Okay. I think he's cost us a couple games already this year. I think he cost us a few last year. But I, I do wonder whether that is not wholly his decision. You know, I know it's very easy for us to pin it on him. I know he is the ultimate, you know, coach and manager of the of the team, but he's got a whole raft of people under him working for him who are analyzing everything that's going on during the ball game. Uh, and he won't solely say, right, okay, let's let's get Beasley in because that's best choice in this situation. You know, a whole load of people would have fed into that machine, don't you think? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe. I feel like the, the twelve-three. The, well, you, obviously the results speak for themselves. But if Beasley had it gotten the out, yeah, I wouldn't be sitting here complaining about it, probably, right? So okay, sure. But I mean, the day before that, they won twelve-three. Not a bit a perfect time to throw a guy like Beasley in for a, for an inning or two. Yep. That's that's the kind of game that I want the bottom yeah. end of the bullpen to come in and pitch, not the not, not a game where I think we we still have a shot to win. Yeah. Well, let's let's just uh, go back over I I've not managed to watch a lot of games this week so I've managed to get through highlights and stuff so I haven't got a full sort full whack of really the ins and outs of how the games have gone. Um just that there was a couple of things from yesterday's game I thought uh, would be worth us just mentioning as so George Springer getting his 50th leadoff home run. I mean, that's a massive deal, isn't it? I was he fourth now in MLB history, I think, in leadoff home runs, uh, which is yeah. Dave, you're our stats man. Well, you appear to be anyway. Um, what, what, what do you, what do you take on that? Yeah, that's brilliant. I th- I, interestingly, the next person on the list at 53 is Craig Biggio. Yeah. And he's only, he's only 31 behind uh, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's like he's, second. Yeah. Henderson's miles ahead of the next person. I can't remember who's second, but. It's, uh, it was Alfonso Soriano. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. But it's very impressive. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think. I mean, how big a signing is Springer being for us? Daniel, give, give us your thoughts on George Springer. Give us some love on how, how good he is. Well, he's brilliant. And we said right at the start of the season, how are we going to replace Simeon Durant? And a lot of it was, well, if Springer's fit and can play a whole season, there we go. And, and you know, sometimes he's been rested maybe when he shouldn't. But 
a couple of games in the last three or four games, we've gone 2-0 down very early on in the first innings. It's all right, George Springer's going to get a home run and we're going to be, you know, we're going to halve the deficit straight away. And he does. And I just think as an opening pitcher, if you've got to pitch to him first, just the sort of psychological blow at the moment, the fact he's hitting it so well, he's getting the team off to a great start. He's putting confidence through um, the rest of the batting lineup. And yeah. to post the numbers he has, and people are starting to talk about all-star games and things like that now, but he's a genuine candidate for that already, I yeah. would imagine. Um, just keep him fit. And he's he's already having a phenomenal season for us and really, you know, showing that he's one of the leaders in the team as well in the way that he performs on the pitch, but really pleased for him. And his, his outfield work, his defence has been pretty spectacular as well. Yeah. So uh, he's having a great season for us, doing really well. I love it when us Brits mix our sports. And uh, <laughs> he's I can mix person. as many sports into one sentence as like, you want. Yeah, yeah. He's the best person on the pitch. <laughs> okay, we, we understand what you mean. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm doing that all the time at uh, Mixing. I was great. Um, D- Dave, I just see some comments coming through on YouTube. Do you want to just give us yeah. an update on what, what everybody's saying? Uh, there's just chat more than questions or anything. They're saying Beasley's been good in Buffalo. Uh, someone's pointed out Buffalo isn't the big leagues, which is fair, but obviously that's where you need to earn your way to it. Um, What's that, Elizabeth? That's me that pointed out that Buffalo ain't the big leagues. <laughs> that's when that person said, that's me. I'm interacting with the listeners here. Oh, okay. Oh, you're super. Perfect. Um, Yeah, do we feel we need Springer's idea of captain of the team as he's one of the oldest? That's kind of what I was thinking as well. So, if you take him away, who is the leader in the lineup? Like, who's, do you know what I mean? Who's that kind of head figure? I don't, yeah. I don't, there isn't really an obvious one. Whereas I think having that, just a bit more experience. And I think as well, he's got lots of postseason experience, which I think is important too. Mm. Well, hopefully it's going to be important to us. Um, but but yeah. didn't, he, didn't he, when they were struggling two or three weeks ago, wasn't he the one who, come on, let's get everybody together and, have a chat with Charlie and, you know, sort of just thrash this thing out. So, you know, I think there is a natural leader in, in uh, George that, that perhaps is, well, while we've got other stars in the team, you know, they don't have the experience that George Springer has. And I, I think, you know, you take for granted what he brings, but he brings an awful lot more than just what he does with, with the bat on ball and, and yeah. his defensive work. I mean, I, I, in the field as well, he, I can't, which game I wrote it down. He took a phenomenal catch and then doubled up um, the Twins. I think it was on the Saturday game. Uh, so his defensive work, again, is just just awesome. Um, I'm, I'm a massive fan of, of George. Mark, you like seeing George doing what he's doing? You, you're excited by everything he's producing? Yeah. He's, in my opinion, everybody loves Vlad and Bo, and, and, and obviously for a good reason. But if you ask me, if you include de- defense and offense, Springer's our best player. Yeah, all around, he's our he's the he's the most valuable player on our team, in my opinion. Yeah, he's I think awesome. he's. Got, I love him. He's probably my favorite player. He's got every aspect as well, doesn't he? Yeah, speed, power, defense. Yep, good lad. Okay, very good. Let's uh, let's give some love to our Captain Kirk who, again, is raking it at the moment. Uh, how do we see that one? Do you think he's going to be able to, to last? I mean, DHing is clearly where he's being slotted in when he's not not catching. Uh, I still feel that you know, Danny Jansen's number one catcher in the, in the team, um, but you can't miss Kirk's bat. Elizabeth, what's your take on the catching conundrum? Because both of them actually hitting really well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, Danny Jansen has a home run in like half his plate appearances this season because he hasn't had a ton. I suspect that Kirk is going to play a lot more, especially now with Ryu being back on the IL, because I think that Danny Jansen is not actually completely healthy since he came back off the IL because they haven't been playing him nearly every single day. I don't know that they've even necessarily, but they've maybe been playing him every other day, but sometimes not even that. And I think they're trying to give him a bit more rest to try and get him back to full health again. And everybody knows that Ryu really 
loved having Danny Jansen catch him, but the rest of the pitching staff sees, seems a little more flexible yep. on that. So now with Ryu being on the IL, they might decide that since Kirk is still hitting this well, that, you know, let's, let's just maybe give Danny a bit more opportunity to rest a bit more and get him really right. So that hopefully down the stretch, he can be in there and mm. catching for you and playing a lot more games. And I mean, Oh, our, our two catchers are, are both hitting so well. We don't know what to do. First world problems over here with Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Daniel, what, what's your take on, on Kirk? Uh, I mean, a lot of discussion has been again about his, his weight that he's carrying. Um, but he says he hits better when he's got a bit of weight behind him. <sighs> Yeah, and I'll 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 stick up for us portly gentlemen. You know, that's, that's absolutely there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely fine. What I would say is I don't know. Um, I think he might play more, but I think the the one thing with the size and the fitness will be how many games he can catch in a row, um, and whether he does need to DH and, and catch one in three or I'm not sure. But it's I mean I was I'll be honest three or four weeks ago I know you mentioned at the start of the season that Kurt could be a a piece in a possible trade come that time we don't want to get rid of him now he's completely he's, he's turned me around to be honest I wondered if he was a bit erratic and so on but you can't drop him at the moment you can't argue with what he's doing at all he's coming yep. up with with clutch it's really important times um and I think he's doing absolutely fantastic and the jacket fits him so I don't think size <laughs> is that much of an issue if the jacket wasn't going on then he'd have a problem but he's all right uh, excellent yeah uh, yeah I wonder what size the jacket is um uh, Dave, any, any other thoughts on the Jensen Kirk conundrum? Uh, no, I mean, with he's Kirk's always the name you see people talking about a possible trade, but what what would you want to trade for? That's why I want to know. Like, we've got this guy. I think the beauty of this team is that there isn't a DH, there isn't someone that has to play DH, mm. so it gives you more flexibility. Like, if you trade someone that's hitting like that you're not going to be trading for someone with a bat. We don't, we don't, need, don't need a starting pitcher. What's that, Matt? They don't need to trade for somebody for another bat because they've got Gabriel Moreno, one of the greatest hitting catchers in, in the minor leagues. Exactly. Just hitting about 400. I yeah. think, personally, they, they'd be silly not to trade Kirk, especially when he's on fire. He's but at what, top value right now. They could get a... a so they could get a really good reliever, maybe an outfielder or starting pitcher, depending on how Ryu is. They could get some some real good return for a guy like Kirk. I know he's hitting like he's an absolute machine right now, but he's not going to that's not going to last all year. Sure. He's still going to be a good hitter, but he's not going to hit like he has been this week. And I think yeah. I think if you can get something real solid back in an area of weakness like the bullpen starting pitching, maybe a, maybe a, I mean, Tappy is doing better than I expected. So I would have said maybe a, a better fourth outfielder, but either way, I think at some point you can't just hold Moreno down in the minor leagues forever, just because your catchers are doing well. I think you got to go for it. I don't think they will. I honestly you know, don't know. No, maybe, not, maybe, not right? yet. Not yet. I think it's too early for him. I think, I think when Manoa came up last year, uh, and when Nate Pearson came up in 2020, there was a there was a need. Uh, I don't think we've got that need right now. I think if you suddenly saw Kirk slump and Danny go on the IL again, then sure. yeah, absolutely, that that's when you consider that. But I think where the two guys are at the moment, uh, even if we don't think Danny's quite fully fit, but he's still doing what he needs to do uh, when he's playing. I I don't I honestly don't think they'll bring up Marino yet yet um, that's fair i just wonder when like yeah at some point you have to you just can't let them rot in the triple a yeah they're gonna be pushed at some point i understand what you're saying mark i'm not saying you're wrong like that's I I you trade them then you yeah. you trade high do you know but like as i say i'm not saying you're wrong who who would you like to see him trade for if, if you got a name or someone or a couple of people i think if we can get like a, a like a lockdown closer or like a like a like a top reliever, okay, that would be that would be a huge trade. 
right there. I think that would be a big deal. That's I think that's our biggest weakness. I, I actually like our bullpen for the yeah. most part, but it's not a shutdown bullpen like the Yankees or or uh, the the Brewers or a couple of these other teams, right? We need a. I think if we can get one or two more real solid bullpen pieces, then maybe one more starting pitcher, depending on Ryu. But that's all we need. We don't need any any bats. But and like you said, I, I might be completely wrong. I have no problem keeping Kirk. The, the kid's hitting like crazy. I just think that with Moreno doing so well, they're going to be forced to do something at some point. Mm. And in my opinion, Kirk is the, the choice if they have to get rid of a catcher. I think Kirk's the, the, the more obvious choice. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. He is the tradable piece out of, and and perhaps you do something with him and, I don't know, Lord or, you know, make a big, if you're going for a big player. Then get a big outfielder to replace yeah, Lotus or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think out of all the catches, Kirk is probably the one that they would release. That would be my guess. Um, because they're not going to get rid of Danny and obviously Gabrielle's com- coming up through the wings. Um, you talk about bats, uh, Elizabeth, the left-handed batting scenario. How pleased have you been to see Kevin getting a, a few hits over the last week or so? Few hits, I mean, it's about time, it's great to see him. I have like you want the kid to do well because the whole Vladdy Bo Kevin thing was a thing at first before they came up to the majors and then they came up to the majors and Kevin kind of fell aside and it was just kind of like Vladdy and Bo are the superstars and oh there's Kevin too so you kind of like you want to see the guy do well and it's been nice to see him get some more hits but um Espinal's played his way into the second base position on a regular basis so it's like I mean you have to you have to find a slot for Kevin and, and if you can't, he's kind of the obvious guy to sit out for the, for the time. With Kirk. I guess he's just, what's that? I said, right. You package him with Kirk when he gets hot. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Ship him off for a nice Beasley replacement. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Kevin's a great utility player, isn't well, he? Uh, and, and that's what I like about him that he's, you know, he's so he played first base, didn't he, on one of the games and did, did reasonably well there. I can't, can't think of any particular moment that he had that was caused him any trouble. Um, Hot off the get... press, we've just got the lineup for tonight. Oh, we go on then. Let's, Kirk let's and Danny Hans a minute. Yeah. So is Kirk DHing, presumably? Yes. So it's Springer leading off, then Bichette batting second, Vladdy Jr. second, third, I mean. Um, yep. Hernandez fourth, Alejandro Kirk DH batting fifth, Santiago Espinal sixth, Matt Chapman seventh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. eighth, and Danny Jansen catching and ninth. Okay, yeah, for ninth batter is the catcher in the major leagues with the most home runs. Not bad, yeah, yeah, it's very cool, isn't it? Dave, have we got any other thoughts on? YouTube floating through. I see this one come through on uh, from Andy on Facebook. Uh, um, people looking for relievers or left-handed power bat. Uh, there's another one just come in. Just wait till I read it. So Tim saying the problem is the Swiss Army knife that is stripling. He is going from the bullpen because he's starting tonight. I'm guessing yep. uh, we need a left hand power bat starting bullpen help. Brocky going to Mesa injured injury all of a sudden it's thin. So Mesa, I think, is making good progress. Am I right in saying that? Um, uh, I've just forgotten his name. Pearson is in Triple A now. Yep, he is. Yep. I think if the two of them come back, I think that would be a great start. And I think Pearson could be the the swing man or the long man out of the bullpen. I think Stripling then could be an important, reliable reliever. And then I think one more on top of that would be amazing. Like this is like thinking towards postseason though. At that point, if you don't have Ryu, then that's okay. You don't need five stars in the postseason. To know if he's our fifth star this season. We can cover that. 
but yeah. yeah. Postseason's a, a little way off yet, though, isn't it? So I think we definitely need to be able to bridge the bridge the gap between now now yeah. and then. And I think that what I've heard, um, you know, the Jay saying about Nate Person is that just like everybody else, he's got to earn his way back up to the majors. Uh, there's no sort of you know ticket that uh, he's going to get that the other guys aren't going to get. And so he's got to prove himself in terms of his fitness and everything else and his performances down at Buffalo. Uh, and as much as we, you know, had massively high hopes when he first came in, unfortunately, just because of all that's happened to him, he's still got to still got to earn his stripes as it, as it were. Uh, Daniel, what's your, uh, what's your take on bullpen starting pitching? Cause uh, I think, I think we've had some, Interesting outings. I mean, Gosman had a bit of a strange one yesterday. Only got into the fourth inning. Day before, Jose Barrios, amazing outing. 13 strikeouts, his career high uh, in terms of strikeouts. Kikichu, who didn't perform very well the day before that. Um, yeah, so so the bit of a mixed bag. Manoa had a good good outing. He went, I think, into at the eighth inning, uh, if I remember rightly. Uh, and again, didn't see it all the way through, but I think he he had a pretty poor first inning, so his pitch count was quite high by the time he got to the eighth inning. Uh, so that made more sense. There wasn't that sort of complete game conundrum. What's your take on how the the starting pitches? Because it it was quite good, and now it's just got a little bit wobbly again. Yeah, although I mean, Ryu would pitch really well when he came back, and now he's injured again. So I know we're, we're talking about him as a fifth starter, but he was doing all right. Um, I think with Kaguchi, I think you sort of you understand that you're probably going to be two or three down after the first inning, or the first inning is going to take 30 odd pitches. But he's shown that once you can get through that, once he's got through that, he's always come back strong afterwards, more or less. And with the bats heating up, you know, we've talked about how a two-run lead early on is is no bad thing. I thought it was great for Berrios to get some sort of personal uh, milestone with the most yeah. K's that he's had. That was fantastic because people have been saying maybe something wasn't quite there. Um, and with Gosman, I know that I think the Mariners sort of beat up on him a little bit, didn't they, in a home game? There was talk about whether there was a tell that they'd picked up on. And I think mm. they were talking about that on the coverage as well. But he'll come back again. And what was really good was his in-game management, that once he he thought they were picking up on one of his pitches, so he just stopped stopped throwing it um, yeah. and got strikeouts and, and got outs in other ways. So And also Charlie took him out of the game maybe earlier than he would have done in the season. So he has confidence in the bullpen there. Um, yeah. And that was quite a good decision too. So I think it's pretty encouraging really. And I think generally, look at the pitching, look at whatever, all the, the questions that we as a group over the last seven, eight weeks, however many we've been doing, um, you know, what's wrong with Bo Bichette? Is George Springer going to be fit? Crikey, who's going to go at second base? Is Espinal going to be good enough to do it? Every single question, you know, what's, is Kaguchi, is he even a fifth pitcher? But every single question we've asked, now we're in a position where the players are answering it and are doing really, really well. That's fantastic. So, I'm, you know, my money's on Beasley to throw a, an immaculate inning. So now that we've challenged him and said he's no good, because everyone that we flag up and mention here comes good in the end, which, you know, is, is really encouraging. So I agree, there have been a couple of ropey starts, but people are allowed the odd ropey start. We're still doing really well. And there have been lots yeah. of encouraging signs too. Yeah. So so the, the success of the Jays is all down to us. That, that's what we're just... Is that all agreed? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's, well, I think, that's... I think you'll find the slump that, you know, that they had was, was the week that we didn't, broadcast i'm just saying it just happens doesn't it yeah, yeah. We, we are uh some interesting comments i just see coming through from dan uh dave you got that one yeah talking about the defense yesterday in the early innings do you want to take this elizabeth <laughs> wear sunglasses why is it so difficult oh my goodness I could have made those catches and I only played one season of softball and I would always hope that the ball yeah. didn't get hit to me. Yeah. Do you think that was what it was though? Like, it was, I, had, it, but... I had fans coming up to me at the 50-50 booth saying like that they were there with a bunch of their beer league team members that were all talking about how they could have made that catch themselves. I don't understand why you wouldn't wear sunglasses when the roots open and it's sunny out and just like... But it didn't... Yeah. I mean, but I'll, now I'll... having said that... Sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, no, I was just saying on the on the coverage, it didn't actually look that sunny. Uh, I, d I mean, I, don't, I wasn't there, obviously, but it, you know, when when you see Tioska go for the ball, he seems to be lining up everything perfectly, happy until that last split second, and somehow he seems to lose the ball. I mean, it didn't it didn't look like a sun issue to me, but maybe I'm, I don't know. 
I, well, I mean, there were some clouds in the sky. It wasn't like it was crystal clear, blue sure. and nothing but sunshine or whatever. But but it, when there were like light, fluffy clouds, the sun's still shining through, which potentially makes it even harder because then the sky itself is this like almost baseball colored, right? Because it's white instead. If yeah. the sky were actually blue, then presumably it would be a little easier to find because it would be the white baseball on the blue sky. I don't know. I've, but um, Dan's comment says the Jays defense had lost some balls in the early innings yesterday, so he wouldn't necessarily put the entire loss on Gosman. Now, since I was down at the ballpark, I didn't actually hear the broadcast. I don't know if Mark was actually maybe listening and can speak to this, but a friend of mine texted me and said that Joe Siddle was actually able to pick up the tell and the fact that Gosman was tipping his pitches on the broadcast. And I don't know if when something like that happens, if after the game, if Joe Siddle is like texting or if he's on his phone with Pete Walker going, Hey, this is what I picked up. Pass it along. Kevin time for you guys to work on something. I don't know what the tell was because I wasn't watching, but mm. apparently he was actually tipping his pitches yesterday. Mm. Did you so pick he, up? Yeah. Go Mark. Joe Siddle. I didn't, I didn't hear him say that he actually picked up the tell. If he did, I missed that. But he did say that it was quite obvious that they had picked something up because he would, he threw a couple great splitters that get swung at 90% of the time. Yeah. And they weren't swinging at it ever. Right. So they figured, they figured something out where they knew it was a splitter and they were just laying off the splitter. I don't know what the tell was. I didn't hear Siddle say that, but. That's what he said that he said that was going on. As soon as uh, they knew whatever the tell was, as soon as they saw that, yeah. they just wouldn't swing the bat. Just knew what They'd was wait coming. for a fastball. Yeah. There was no dustbin lids in the ballpark yesterday, Elizabeth. Nothing like that. That uh, you know, Garbage clank. cans? Yeah, was, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But he mentioned it at a time oh, where Gosman had his, he had his hand behind his back with the ball in, in his pitching glove, and that's facing the opposition dugout. Um, and both games where people have maybe picked on have been when he's um, at home games. I wonder if it's just because it's that side. I wonder if it, it's if the opposition dugouts on the other side, they don't see it. And it's something to do with the way that he collects the ball from his glove when he has it behind his back. Because when Siddle was talking about the the fact that they must be picking up on something, he didn't mention that. So I don't know if that's linked to it or not. Yeah, so Tim's just said there's a video on Twitter um tells appears to be the grip he had when the ball came to the his back mid delivery so yeah it'd be interesting to analyze it i mean i you know i'm watching the game and i you know i can't pick these things up and but then i'm not a major league baseball player um but i mean we'd see we'd seem a bit obvious if it's you know i'm going to stand with my back to the opposing dugout and i'm going to show you what i'm about to do i mean that just seems to be so I don't know. I, I, I was thinking of what a, an equivalent would be in um, any other sport. No, um, I think he does that for every pitch. It's yeah. just the way that it's something in the way he collects the ball from his glove. Yeah. When it's there. I don't know. That that seems to be something they were looking at. But mm. Can I jump in here? Uh, I'm going to bring in yet another sport. Right. So I play badminton as well. I'm not amazing, but I play badminton. I play at a club, play in a league. And I've played with the same people for years and years. And there's most of them have worked out their tails when they're serving. So we play doubles. So you hit a low serve or you hit a high serve. And for most people, I've worked out a tail. So one of them, he's a great player. When he's going to hit a high serve, his left foot, his toes in the air. There's a girl, when she's going to hit a high serve, she looks up an extra time. So she looks down, looks up, looks down, looks up. And then looks at the shuttle. But when she goes to hit a high serve, she looks up a third time. We things like this, right? Now, I've done this over years and years and years and years playing with these same people. Obviously, they're doing it and it's the most tiny things that they pick up on. It's nothing as obvious as that. There's also, though, it's not, not to do with Gossman, but there's a, see, John Boy Media do all these videos and things. There's one, I, th I think it was a recent one with the Yankees picking up on a tail. I can't remember who the pitcher was now, but it's when he's pitching out the stretch and there's a runner on base. And he's saying what happens as he stares at third base when he's going to throw a fastball. So when he throws off speed, he looks to second, he looks home, he looks down, he pitches. But when he's throwing a fastball, he stares at third base for a second. 
and they all pick up on this. And so you see them not, they suddenly don't do, they don't swing at the pitches. They don't they only swing at fastballs and stuff. Mm. It's really interesting. And, and then the other side of that is the catcher obviously knows they've picked up on it or picked up on something. And still he starts asking for fastballs outside the zone. And then they start swinging at them, even though they're like six inches above the zone and things like this. It's really interesting watching it and seeing that that's the sort of thing they're picking up on. There you go. So, Mark, in your game tonight when you're playing and you're in the batter's box, you know, you've got to be picking up these these little little signs. And, when the um, ball just comes up, up yeah, in the air and I, yeah. I, I wait for it for <laughs> 10 for, seconds. Yeah, yeah for, forever to get to you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so, I mean, well, it'd be interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, I, I think, uh, did I just see Dan had said, um, no, it wasn't. Uh, He's just saying that oh, they see the fastball grip or they see the splitter grip. Yeah. Hey, sorry, that was Mike saying that. And Dan saying yeah. that he has every faith in Pete yeah. to sort him out. I mean, you know so, what, if that's all it is, that's good news because he can sure. you can fix that. You can just yeah. change the way you you know hold, hold hide the ball. ball. Yeah, that means his arm's fine, everything's fine, his pitches are good. He yeah, just it's needs not to, like a health issue where he's lost he the ability to, fit, to find the correct. The, yeah, small adjustment, he's fine. Yeah, for for you cricket um, uh, experts out there, when they when they come into bowl, they will often as they run up, they will hold the ball in their other hand. So again, they're concealing the grip of the ball to the absolute last minute before they they bowl the ball in, and it's same same mindset really is that you know depending on what the grip is, they can have a a split second. I mean, it's fractions of seconds we're talking about here, aren't we? I mean, it's not like they've got a lot of time to think about this stuff, but it's enough just to give them a instinct towards what's about to to come towards them. But yeah, fascinating stuff. Right, let's have a little vote on the controversy that is the red jersey boom 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 so uh, i purposely not hung it up today because i felt when you guys said oh no red you know with, in our <laughs> whatsapp chat it's like okay well, i'm gonna have to take it off the wall and behind me and uh, not not even show it I've, I've got no red on today i mean what i mean is it just one of those things it's just a bit funny that they just never seem to perform very well in the red. Is it time to burn them, get rid of them? Elizabeth, what do you think? I mean, I I don't know if it is tied, if it's a mental thing, if it's like they all think that it's jinxed now or something, because this is going back years. It is. Yeah, this like is not new. Half the, half the players that are on, that are on the team now – weren't even there when the Jays really started playing super poorly in red. I, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I really like the way the red looks. I wish they played better in them because I like the look of the red. They just, I don't know why it is that they play so poorly in them every single time. So I don't know if it is just a mental thing. I mean, I be prepared for them to suck again on Canada day, I guess is what we're coming at yeah. here. Well, it, even, I don't know why they decided to wear them yesterday. I actually did have a fan ask me why they were wearing red because yeah, I've I heard that it is the starting pitcher who decides which jerseys they want to wear. And that's why they oh. always wear the baby blues on the days that they that Ryu would pitch because Ryu likes the new huh. blue jerseys. That was the one he always picked. But I did read that they hadn't heard that about the red jerseys, so I don't know why they were wearing the red ones yesterday. Yeah, that that was the thing I I hadn't heard it. I, I, it's clearly in the subconscious because Mark has got four jerseys hanging up behind him, uh, but he's sitting in front of the red one uh, to shield it from us all. Uh, so <laughs> clear, clearly, there is something going on, Mark, in your mind that you like, even though it's on the wall, you don't want anybody to see it. Well, I just think they're ugly. I disagree with Elizabeth. I don't like them. I'm not superstitious. I don't I think it's a coincidence that they're losing games when they wear the red, but I'm fine if they never wear them again. I love the blue. I love the baby blue and the dark blue. I'm not a big fan of the red, so they can, they can burn it. Uh, no Canadian. You wear the red jerseys against like the Phillies or the Reds or something where the other team is wearing red too. And maybe they'll just get confused and they'll start making <laughs> For yeah. the Blue Jays thinking that it's their team because they're not used to the Blue Jays being in red. Maybe that's what they need to turn it around. Yeah. I think, was it 
it was about three or four seasons ago where they decided not just to wear the red on the Canada Day, but it was something like every last Sunday, Sunday. If they, Sunday, if they were playing at, at, at Roger Centre, they would also rate. And so right through that whole season, I can't remember, it was three or four years ago. And they just really didn't do very, very well on any of those games, which was um, which is incredible. Daniel, what, what's your take? I don't think I've ever seen you in a, a red jersey or anything close to that. No, not Blue Jays. No, I mean, it, it's confirmation bias for me. I don't like it. So, I mean, I'm sure we have won some games where we've been wearing red, but I just, you just don't recognise them, do you? Because as soon as you lose when you're in the, wearing the red, that's what you blame. Yep. Um, it just it seems odd to me as well. I know different sports have sort of home and away kits and kits that don't clash, but maybe it's a soccer thing. You're very much either a team that plays in red or you're a team that plays in blue. Like yep. Liverpool are never going to play in blue because that's Everton's colour. I just the two colours are too far apart, I think, on the sporting spectrum. So I'm with Mark. The, all the blues. I'm not 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 so much the light blue, the baby blue. But yeah, keep it blue if you can. White if you have to. Um, and let's never see the red again. Well, white, of course, is their official home jersey colour. The blue, this blue, is the alternate home jersey. So everybody thinks, oh, blue jays, it's the blue. But actually, their official home jersey is the white. It's not the blue. So that's quite interesting. Dave, what's your take on jersey colours? Where where do you sit on any of this? Or is it all just, you know, pie in the sky? I don't particularly like the look of the red jersey. I like the red hat. I think... The thing that annoys me with the red jersey is that the logo is all red and white. See if they had the normal logo. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the red jersey. I think I might like it more, but uh, uh, was it not? I seem to remember it was Ryan Gones that one day came out and said, I don't think we're going to be wearing these red jerseys again. Was that? I, I think I think that's who that. it was. It was like that time you were saying about wearing it on the Sundays. I think yep. he came out after one of the games and said, I don't think we're going to wear that again. Yeah. And someone like the that interview asked. That may be the games that he pitched in. I was going to say that. I, he, he, he definitely innings where Darwin yeah. Barney actually pitched, to, where Ryan Goins ended up on the That was IL amazing. Yeah. Pitch, himself pitching. And he I actually def- did find an article here from 2017. I okay. haven't seen updated stats about the red jerseys, but 2017 was the year where they decided to wear the red jerseys yeah. uh, as the alternates on the Sundays. And overall, I was actually surprised by this because it says their record was three and five in the red jerseys, which is is a, a losing record. But I felt like it was a lot worse than that. Now, what stands out, though, is their run differential was yeah. minus 43 yeah. in the red jerseys. So yeah. that's the problem. When your record is three and five, that's not good. When the run differential is minus 43, that's telling you that those five losses mm. are massive losses Mm, mm. and there are i mean there are other uniforms that they wear so when you've got your uh what do you call it sort of military appreciation days um you know that that they have the the khaki stuff on as well you've got the mother's day pink that comes out so that there are other you know uh uniforms that they pick out uh i just i I mean i i'm not against the red i actually quite like the red um but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I I reflect the Jays being in red. So I'm I'm not against a red jersey. I quite like a red jersey. In fact, when we we go to Vancouver and we go to see the Canadians next month, um, which I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to take my red jersey because they play in red. So I thought I can wear it there and not feel ashamed. Um, uh, but I don't know. It's just one of those, isn't it? That, that I think will always just haunt them a little bit. And uh, there certainly seemed to be a lot of comment across social media yesterday where everybody's saying, look, for goodness sake, just get rid of it. It just doesn't seem to work for us. Um, you know, we are a Blue Jay team. We predominantly are about that colour blue. Um, let's let's see it go. So interesting. Uh, I see a few, few comments coming through. Uh, so Andy on Facebook, he says dark blue. Um, Carl on YouTube, he's saying uh, baby blues, sky blues for, for him. Um, and oh, Mark is going to be at the Canada Day game. Are you, sir? Excellent. I'll be there on the first and second. Oh, very nice. And and what jersey color are you going to be wearing on the Canada Day? Probably I have a baby blue Springer jersey that's been my favorite of late. Okay. So the red, the red one's definitely not coming out then. 
I will not be wearing the, the, the red one as well as a knockoff. I like my I like my authentic jerseys. Very nice. Excellent. Who's in the back of your red one? Martin. Uh, it's, it's the same one as this one, isn't it? I think it's the same as that. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Very good. Right. Okay. That's that. Time's ticking on. Uh, we're almost done. Let's just have a quick um, thought on the coming week. I have lost my schedule, which uh, I should have in front of me, but I haven't. Um, just two ticks. I've had a wee thought. Okay. Go. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, go on, Dave. Since uh, we got Nick on, since we arranged to have Nick on. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Nick. Yes. Oh, poor Nick. The Angels have had a, what, 11 game losing streak? Yeah. Do you think there was any Yankee fans we could get on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe one a week. Yeah. <laughs> let's get at Yankees. Yeah, UK. Let's get let's Yeah, get no, definitely. Uh, no, I, I'm more than happy to get them on. Um, I, it's funny. I was thinking that. I was like, oh, who, who do we want to lose? And uh, yeah, the Yankees, um, yeah, we're definitely in there. But yeah, I mean, goodness me, 11 games in a row lost. That's tough to take, isn't it? I mean, for a, any, any team. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. They played. They, welcome to the American League East. Chill. Yeah. They play the Yankees, the Blue Jays. Now they're playing. The, they're playing the Red Sox, who are who are rolling too. They might. Yeah. They might go on a fifteen game. Or who knows? Yeah. And because the World Cup. Sorry, Dave. Come. I was going to say that I saw Ben Verlander saying on Twitter during the game that he thought the the, the Yankees had picked up on Shohei Otani tipping his pitches. And he said then, they said they were just not swinging it. Is it his sinker, isn't it? That's not mm. one of the best pitches in baseball, not swinging at it at all. Mm. And he said they, as soon as they brought a reliever in, they were swinging at everything again. Yeah. But yeah, not just us. No, it's not just us at all. Um, okay, let's just have a quick reflection then on the week to come. So three three games all, all on the road. Uh, so we've got three against um, Kansas City and three against the Tigers. Let's go around the diamond. Mark, where are you going to pitch this week for those six games? Six and oh, we're winning them all. <laughs> you say that. I'm optimistic. Just every, every well, I said, I said, <laughs> no, I said, I've always given one or two losses. This is the first time I'm going undefeated. Okay. Last week I said one loss and we had two, so I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. 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 Six and oh for Mark. Elizabeth, how, how full is your. Half full glass already. Oh, it's overflowing. I'm right there with Mark. Six and oh. Six and oh. Um, yeah, liking the Canadian enthusiasm. Daniel, uh, do you want to bring any any doubt to that sort of scoreline? I'll go five and one. Oh. I mean, it should, it, it should be six and oh, but we seem, you know, every now and again, we just, someone has an off day, don't they? Whether, whoever it is. So I'll, I'll just cover myself and go five and one, but I would not be surprised if it was six and oh. Their records aren't great, are they? Our opposition no. for the week. So yeah, and, and who would that loss be against? Who do you think that's more likely to be out of Kansas City and Detroit? Oh, um, Kansas City in the middle game. I don't know who's get... pitching. I'm just I'm just plucking at the okay. That's all right. We like that, Dave. How are you going to pitch this week? Uh, I'm right. If we win tonight, then six and all. Stripling on the mound tonight. Yeah. Well, I think can be good, but he's not started for a wee while, so let's see. Yeah, very good. And uh, for those of us in the UK, there are three games this week as well that are UK-friendly times. We're in a bumper month this month. I don't remember ever having 12 games in one month that are a sensible time for us. I, I, I really don't. Awesome. I, it's normally about nine, um, possibly 10. But yeah, for some reason, there's a lot of... I, I guess it's the, the the days they're traveling, isn't it? That they tend to bring those ones forward um, so they can then get away from the game and get onto the next city. So, but uh, yeah, two weekend games, of course, in Detroit, which is just down the road from you, Mark. Really? I mean, you, you could almost go and watch one of those. It's it's actually ju- just about as close as Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I've been to, I've been to Comerica park several times. I've gone over there for a, uh, for a game. Yeah. Well, not nearly as many as the Jays, but probably a dozen times. Yeah, you should do it. You should go go I'm do like, some go and do some live reporting from us across the border. I just, I just don't like being in Detroit very long. No, no, I felt that when we were there. It just didn't <laughs> feel that safe. 
I have to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got nothing against anybody from Detroit, but um, and we literally just went to the ballpark and uh, walked around and then went across to Ford Field, which is right next door where they play the NFL. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I just, I don't know, just, just didn't feel very safe, but um, there we are. It is what it is. But Can good. I just say real quick? Of course. Daniel, you, you, you predicted the Jays would lose game two against the Royals? Yep. That, that pitching matchup, by the way, is Alec Manoa versus Keller. Oh dear! <laughs> oh, whoops. just so you know. Forgive me. He's a he's a lovely man. It's fun. He's <laughs> gone live to the nation. There we go. Not people it's aren't going to happen. Yeah, they're not going to be worried about what's happening to, to Boris. It's about Daniel's predictions now. Very what's good. your right. prediction, Steve? Oh, my prediction. Uh, I'd like to think six and zero. Oh, to be honest, I'm feeling quite positive. I, I think little setback over the over the weekend but i think the guys i think the, they've got the mojo now i feel there's a good vibe across the team guys are hitting from right from one to three to nine uh pitching has been generally solid a few wobbles here and there so yeah i i can't see why we shouldn't be positive um uh prove me wrong but yeah i'm gonna go six and oh I'm gonna hang my hat on that just before manoa hunts me down He's yeah. going to pitch seven scoreless and then he's going to be let down by the bullpen. I just, I'd rather have all the bullpen <laughs> hunt me down than Alec Manoa. So. It'll be Charlie's fault. Yeah, oh, it'll be yeah. Charlie's fault. Yeah. Yeah. He'll put Jeremy Beasley in in the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might win, win the game for you, Daniel. You never know. Guys, thank you so much for your time this evening. Great to catch up with you. Let's um, just go round in reverse order. Uh, any excitement that you've got on this week? Uh, Dave, anything that you're looking forward to particularly? Hey, you put uh, me on the spot here. Uh, photos in the just, fr- photo frames? Anything like that? No, we're not going to go. Let's not get carried away. We've got a few okay. months left for that. <laughs> a few months left. Um, not not much. A couple of games I go. Well, one game I golf. That's it. Very nice. Very good. Daniel, uh, obviously back into school. Uh, anything other than school life for you at the moment? I, I have two um, bucket list items, like left field bucket. One is throw first pitch at Rogers Centre uh, or ceremonial first pitch. And the other is um, to play King George in Hamilton. And I'm sort of half getting uh-huh. I'm going to see Hamilton. We've, we've got a staff theatre trip to the West End. So wow. I might just jump up on stage and ambush it. But yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it. It's one of those... I know all the words to all the songs, but I've never seen it apart from on the, the Disney Plus stream. So I actually yeah. get a bit of live theatre for the first time since the pandemic, actually. And it's not a bad one to start with. So I'm really looking forward to it. That's very cool. Yeah, we we went to see Joseph the other day, uh, about three weeks ago. It's just like that. It's just, oh, my goodness. Yeah, being being amongst people is fantastic. Mm. Oh, that sounds very exciting. Uh, Mark, apart from your game tonight, anything uh, else happening exciting in your world? Uh, not too much. My son's uh, 17th birthday is on Thursday, so we'll probably very nice go out and do something with him for that. Other than that, it'd just be work and Blue Jays, basically. Good stuff. That's a nice mix. And last but not least, Elizabeth, what's your week looking like? Um, not a whole lot. Going back to my parents this weekend, spending some time with my nieces. I bought them a couple of Blue Jays shirts at Roger Center this past weekend, so I'm going nice. to take those along for them and Great. get them all geared up. Good stuff. What color were they? Purple. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> no, well, they are they are yeah. nine and seven years old, so yeah, they get... come up with some different colors for the kids' stuff. Very good. Excellent. I have got uh, nothing particularly. I've got no pods to do, record this week as yet. Uh, I've got Mike Wilner coming up in a couple of weeks' time, so that will be an interesting one to do. Really fun talking to Ricky Romero last week and Bito Duran. Uh, I mean, they were just brilliant. Um, such a privilege to be able to, to actually... First time I've ever spoken to somebody who's a Major League player, so that was very cool for me. I was really enjoyed that. And they were very... Uh, and they've been brilliant about just supporting us and, you know, often we'll... Uh, repost stuff on Instagram about what we're doing here. Uh, they've mentioned us a couple of times. So hats off to those guys. Uh, really, really good to speak to them. So yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. Thank you ever so much. Guys, if you've been listening in this evening uh, live, really appreciate all your comments and uh, interaction with us. That's been really fun t- this evening. And uh, yeah, we're spreading across the 
airwaves so it's been great to have a few comments from facebook as well as on youtube also on twitter and and uh daily motion and twitch so if you're in those worlds who is but i'm sure somebody is uh please reach out to us and we will see you next week so have a great great week whatever you're up to we'll see you soon take care now bye bye the red white and blue jays podcast is a production of blue jays fans uk if you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening. <laughs>